Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic. You are listening to Coldrum FM, The Sound of Magic. Hi, and welcome to the new show, with me, the Merlin. And today I'll be playing some new music and some old favourites, like the one we just heard, which was the Ogre Dance by the Gypsy Nomads. So to move on, I would like to take a look at a question 
I am regularly asked. And that question is, how do I be a pagan? So I thought, how best can I answer this question? And after a bit of research, here is what I came up with. Neo-paganism is the belief that the natural world is a spiritual realm, that every aspect and element of nature contains spiritual entities like plants, animals, rocks, streams, mountains or clouds. These elements are not intellectual, but can be felt. Paganism is when we believe both in the physical and the spiritual, in ourselves and the nature around us, the god and the goddess, and the power which is hidden in everything. Some of us choose to work with archetypes or familiar symbols of the natural world. Others believe that everything is connected by the same basic energy that flows from an original source, which is not necessarily God. Pagans and neo-pagans typically revere the feminine and nature. So let's now look at the major points of being pagan. Number one, revere the natural world. The natural world is considered sacred, abounding with spirit and must be respected. Pagans do not use the natural world for human ambition, greed, vanity, profit, exploitation or to make one feel superior to others. 2. Believe that all life needs to use the natural environment to survive. Since each individual life form contains spirit and since all spirit is sacred, if pagans must kill for survival, it is done respectfully. It is limited to need and is a spiritual act. 3. Envelop your own being in spirituality. Paganism is living in an already existent spiritual state, in harmony with nature. 4. Understand that pagan spirituality is imparted to everything made by a human. Since humans tend to make implements of survival, such as tools, clothing and weapons, aspects of the original spirit may be said to inhabit these items. Spirits may also be asked to enter them. Thus, everything human made might also be thought to have spirit and has an integrity of its own. 5. Communicate with the spiritual world. A physical world containing spirit is thought to be intelligent, to have feeling and emotion, to be capable of communication, and is considered alive. A pagan individual has relationships with this world, like one has with people living in a small, close-knit community. 6. Define the highest form of art as the natural world. Pagans live an aesthetic, where the natural world is considered to be the highest form that no human can begin to emulate. The pagan lives in a world of incredible beauty. 7. Understand that the preceding statements are generalisations and no two pagans follow the exact same path or see the world in exactly the same way. And now a few more tips for you. Listen to yourself and what your heart tells you. Keep an open mind about everything you read and learn but don't feel that you are obligated to accept it as truth, merely because it's another person's belief. You are the only one who can decide what you believe in. Read as much as you can about paganism, both ancient and modern. Think for yourself, and do not accept third-hand propaganda. Find and talk to other pagans and Wiccans. Attend festivals and gatherings wherever possible. And remember, pagans can be atheist, 
So don't feel left out if you lack belief in any deities. Pagans can be persecuted by radicals, so be careful. Never do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. You do not have to engage in sexual activity to be a pagan. Pagan, witch and Wiccan are not necessarily the same thing, but the term is often interchanged. Pagans and witches are not the same thing, as all non-Abrahamic religions are called pagan. Now let's move on with a track by pagan rock band Legend, and this was taken from their 1996 debut album Lighting Extension, and it's a beautiful track called Wind Song.
Holden FM. Online. The sound of magic. Hi, well, welcome back. And now let's take a look at what it means to be a pagan in today's world. Many people are still very quiet about their choices in life, even to how they practice their religion or their form of spirituality. Many friends of mine are still in the closet about being a pagan or being Wiccan. That's their choice, not necessarily mine. I have the wonderful opportunity to be open about whatever it is that I do. Some key words that come into my mind are love, strength, happiness, comfort, inner confidence, empowerment and honour. Being a pagan has helped me to see that I have the ability to make a change in my own life, whether it's on a magical level or on a mundane one. A lot of people come to ask me very similar questions, but what I do most of the time is to explain to them what I am not. So I'm going to take the time here to do exactly that. I am not a Satanist. The term Satan doesn't exist in mine or the pagan world. I don't work or believe in the devil. I don't walk around in black clothes all of the time. I don't sacrifice animals or use them in any rituals. I don't bash other pagan traditions. I am not evil, nor is my spirituality evil. This one will make you laugh. I don't run around naked, except in the privacy of my own room, maybe. I don't have sex with others in ritual. I don't insult or blast other religions. People have done that for far too long in history to pagans. And I won't do that to others. I don't do the orgy thing either. So what do I do? Well, I do honour Mother Earth. I see the Earth as a living and breathing organism. I do believe that all animals have a soul and should be treated and loved as we expect to be loved ourselves. I try to live as chemical-free as possible. This means that no chemicals or bug colours are applied to my lawn. My animals eat the grass on my lawn if the weather permits. No bleach flour, raw sugar. A friend of mine raises organically raised chickens. So we have organic eggs. And I would keep as many trees as possible on my land. But seeing as I don't have any land to put trees on, that's a bit awkward. Trees block the sun and keep your home cooler. I do honour other people's religions and their chosen paths. I do love the goddess and the god, as I would honour my own parents. I don't use cosmetics, obviously, but I do use deodorants and they are, hopefully, cruelty-free. In our house we try to grow our own herbs and vegetables wherever possible. We recycle paper, bottles, plastic and cans. I do a full moon ritual every month and celebrate the eight holidays in the wheel of the year. I could really go on and on and on. Once a person came in and asked me why I was insulting myself by using the words heathen, pagan and witch to describe myself. In his teachings he was taught that these words were an insult. He was shocked that I was proud of these terms. The word pagan actually means country dweller or civilian or peasant. And I'm not saying that I'm a peasant. <laughs> the definition refers to any of the pre-Christian, usually polytheistic religions, or to those who practice them, 
Wicca is one of the pagan religions, as is Asatru, Santeria, Voodoo or Shamanism. The term heathen is Old English for Germanic paganism. Among non-pagans the term heathen just means anyone who is non-Christian, but pagans use the term to refer specifically to those who follow a Norse or Germanic path. A witch was known as a wise person, a herbalist, a midwife or a medicine person. A witch is someone who practices witchcraft, either male or female, regardless of their religious beliefs. So these are the words that I have come to embrace and be proud of. These words open up conversation and dialogue so that others will learn, understand and appreciate. Sometimes people appreciate the information that is given, other times they don't. So that was adapted from an article in Witchvox by Bernadette Montana, who is a very eclectic third-degree Alexandrian priestess, a pipe carrier in the Sunbear Native American tribe, a professional tarot reader, a mum to three sons, a dog, two parrots, a rabbit and a chinchilla. And she also owns a metaphysical store named Brid's Closet in Orange County, New York. Thanks to Terry Pagenen, who posted the definitions of pagan, heathen and witch on the About website. So now let's have another piece of music. And this is a very gentle piece by a band called Hobby Horse, who often do live web gigs. So if you like what you hear, why not check them out? So sit back and listen to the beautiful She Moved Through the Fair.
Colgen FM, the sound of magic. Well, welcome back to the third part. And this is a little piece called A Witch in a Bottle. You might have heard of a ship in a bottle, but have you ever heard of a witch in a bottle? This is the tale of a very troublesome witch. At the Priory of St Peter in Dunstable, on a cold winter's morning, a local woman called Sally was condemned of witchcraft by the Priory monks. She was slowly burned at the stake. Her cat and broomstick suffered the same fate. But Sally did not choose to go quietly as some did. She died loudly, screaming and cursing to her last breath. 
she threatened a terrible revenge on the monks who had condemned her. The monks quickly found out that Sally was far more trouble dead than she ever had been alive. Mysterious things began to happen. Invisible hands boxed the monks' ears. The church altar candles flickered and spat with an evil green glow. Where Sally's ghostly fingers touched the prayer books, the covers were burnt. The monks could not pray in peace or sleep at night. It was driving them mad. A palmer was finally called to exorcise Sally's ghost in a special church service, but the troublesome witch would still not go quietly. When the palmer began the service, he was struck round the head with a mighty force that threw him to the ground. As the dazed palmer struggled to his feet, the congregation froze in fear as the witch's menacing laughter rang from the rafters above. But the palmer himself was cunning, and he finally outwitted the witch by putting a witch's lure in a bottle. The lure was a secret mixture, known only to a few people, and it was herbs and potions. It was very like a witch's spell itself. The lure was so strong, it soon attracted the attention of the witch, and when Sally's curious ghost went to investigate, the palmer rammed the coke into the bottle tight. He gave a warning that the bottle must never be broken, or the witch would escape and take terrible revenge on everyone. The bottle was buried in a secret place in the priory grounds, just to make sure any friends of the witch could not retrieve it. However, as nobody knew where it was buried, it was said that there were no more burials in the priory churchyard, just in case the buried bottle was accidentally broken, releasing the ghost of the wicked witch of Dunstable. As far as we know, no strange bottles have ever been dug up near the site of the old priory. But, if you should find yourself in the area, just remember to tread very, very carefully. An 18th century poem, The Witch's Warning, gives sound advice. The spirit in the bottle, go softly where ye tread. The lady is a cunning one, disturb ye not the wicked dead. Never tarry on a restless night, lest ye find what darkness means, for she will trouble thee until sleep, and steal thy soul through dreams. So that piece is a copyright on it of 2006 and it's accredited to E2BN whoever that is but thank you ever so much for that little piece of information about the witch in a bottle. So I'm going to move on now with a bit more music. This time we're going to listen to the sound of Omnia and uh, a track that I think is absolutely brilliant.
Certified laughter yoga instructor Celia Ferran will be visiting the Crystal Spring in April to deliver a laughter yoga course. During this two-day training you will learn the physical, mental and emotional benefits of laughter, how to improve your self-confidence and have a more positive outlook on life. The course runs on the 25th and 26th of April and costs a very reasonable £195 per person. But if you book by the 15th of March, we are discounting this price to £150 each. For more information or to book your place, email thecrystalspring at mail.com. <laughs>
organ ringing on the altar bell. We tie a knot within our cord to bind our magic in a spell. Mother of the summer fields, goddess of the silver moon. Join with us as power builds. Dance with us, our witches rune. Father of the summer dew, hunter of the winter snows. With open arms we welcome you. Dance with us as power grows. Dance with us, our witches rune. I was actually going to tell you on our Thanksgiving day that you are one of the things I was thankful for and how much Calder FM has and does still mean to me. I listen to it often and it's like coming home. Calder FM, where the magic really happens. And there we go. That was another beautiful track called Witch's Rune, taken from an album released in 2007 that was called Blessings. And it was an album recorded by S.J. Tucker. And next up, we have a local band, who hail from the Devon and Cornwall border country, and their music is described as original, acoustic and electric reggae fused with world music. So here, with their track Heartland, are Malachite.
listening to Coldrum FM, The Sound of Magic. Our final track for this show is by American band Tuatha Deer, who are often described as a Celtic, tribal, gypsy rock band whose music is pure primal energy with a Celtic and world twist. So I hope you enjoy Long Black Curl. Thank you. 
So sadly, that brings us to the end of, almost to the end of this show. I would like to thank all the artists who have very kindly given their permission for us to use their music. I would also like to thank you for listening and remind you that all the opinions or any of the opinions that are expressed in this programme have been my own opinions and not necessarily the opinions of Cauldron FM. If you would like to advertise with us, and we do have vacancies for advertisers, then please give us a call via email to moonshadowmedia at mail.com or you could also give us a ring on 07050644101. Those are UK numbers, of course. If you want to pass any comments about the show, if you liked what you've heard, you can drop us an email to cauldronfm at mail.com you can also check out our facebook pages cauldron fm and cauldron fm the sound of magic thank you very very much for listening i'm the merlin this is cauldron fm saying bye for now Golden FM is a Moonshadow Media production. Yes, one take! <laughs>